the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to forgiveness, there are times where God would have us wait, have us seek, and have us wait some more. But why? Why does God keep us, as it were, hanging out to dry sometimes when we seek forgiveness? That's a very good question, and there are some very good answers found here in Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8. Waiting for Forgiveness is the title of our message. It's our final look here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Won't you join us? Again, Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8. We'll focus in on verses 4 through 8 today. A triumphant faith is waiting at the end of that waiting. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand with more on today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Exodus 34. Now watch this. And the Lord passed by before him. Who was him? Moses. And proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, what is he? Merciful. What is he? Gracious. What is he? Long-suffering. What is he? Abundant in goodness and truth. Verse 7. Here it is. Verse 7. Doing what? Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin. Stop. That's God's nature. Somebody ought to be running around the room right now. Listen to me. That's God's nature. Hear me now, child of God. It's his nature to forgive because it's his nature to save. In other words, this is not something contrary to God's disposition. And they shall call his name what? Jesus, for he shall what? Save his people from their sins. It's in God's nature. Now, when a man or a woman has a nature to do something, guess what? They're going to do it. Is that right? You know how your children are? You know how that dog is you got? You know how that cat is? They have a nature, don't they? All we have to do is wait for that nature to what? Manifest itself. Now, why are there men and women all over the world from the beginning of time to this present hour who know God and the pardon of their sins? Because it's in his nature. It's in his nature. Is that right? But when we say it's in the nature of God, what do we mean? We mean that it's God's purpose and plan to provide forgiveness for sinners. And he does it through his son. Does he not? Now, stay with me now. I want you to see it in our text. Go back up to verse 4, Exodus 34, 4. Watch this. Exodus 34, 4. Watch this now. And he hewed two tables of stone like unto the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him. And he took in his hand two tables of stone. Now, you remember what Moses said, Lord, I want to see your glory. Because if I don't see your glory... Don't let us leave this place. Why? Because Moses had learned, you guys, that God will punish sin. Isn't that what he learned? 
Now, Moses didn't have that category of God's knowledge in his soul when he brought those knuckleheads out of Egypt. But by the time we get to the second month, God killing up a whole bunch of Jews. And now all of a sudden, Moses, whoo, I didn't know that about God. Let's, let's plant a flag right here. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I didn't know God was so holy that he would destroy his own people. Now I do. I got to learn something else about God because he want me to take almost a million and a half people and get them into the promised land. But the way these folks act, what God just did, he beat and killed all of them next month. I need to find out who God is. And what God said to Moses was this, because you are my friend, I'm going to show you my glory. And then he told Moses, I'm going to put you in a rock and my glory is going to pass by you. Now, I want to show you one fundamental principle here before we go on. You never see the glory of the invisible God apart from Jesus. Never. Never. That means Christ is always the only way to the Father. Now, this is not religion. This is not tradition. What I'm sharing with you is Bible. I'm very confident that you cannot know God without knowing Christ. I'm willing to challenge any man to open up his Bible honestly, and I will show you that you can never know the invisible God unless the second person reveals him. And that's from Genesis to Revelation. Stay with me now. God said, I will show you my glory. Isn't that what he said? Now watch how God does it. I want you to see it for those of you who have never seen it before. And let this be a paradigm for you. You need to know Jesus with everything in you. Everything in you. Verse 4. Verse 5. Here it is. And the Lord descended in a cloud. Do you see it? Stay with me. And the Lord stood there. He stood with Moses. He descended in a cloud. He stood with Moses there, and then he began to preach. Are y'all hearing me? Stay with me now. The Lord descended. He stood, and guess what he was doing? What I'm doing to you. Here is what we have, the hypostases of God. The person of God coming down and standing and preaching. Is that what we have done every week? The preaching of the word. And when it's done right, guess who descends on it? Christ. Christ is always the descending one. He's always the one that comes down, is he not? He's always the one that comes down. The father never comes down. The son comes down. The New Testament is clear. He is the one that descended and what? Ascended. John 3.13, don't go there. Ephesians 4.7, don't go there. Psalm 69, don't go there. The book of Judges chapter 5 with Deborah, it's all clear. Christ is the one that comes down. He comes down because he is the Father's representative, and he is here for us right now, a pre-incarnate revelation of what he would do when he came incarnate. He's also letting you and I know, stay with me, saints, That saving revelation of God only comes through preaching. That if you don't get God through the preaching, you will never get God. The Father never comes down 
Only the Son descends and ascends. Even the Holy Ghost does not descend and ascend. He only descends. The Son has to go back in order to send the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? Do you see Jesus? Raise your hand if you see Jesus. Do you see him? Do you see him? And don't ever not see him. Because the psalmist is saying, Lord, I'm a priest. You brought me near. You taught me Torah. You taught me the Tanakh. I know you. I'm in the temple week in and week out. I know the front door in, and there's no other door, and that door is Christ. I know the burnt offering, and there's no other sacrifice. That sacrifice is Christ. I know the labor of washing, and there's no other washing. Christ is our washing. I know the table of incense. There is no other incense. We only have one high priest who can speak to us, speak to God for us. I know the veil of the temple. I know the showbread is Christ. I know the menorah is Christ. I know now that in the Holy of Holies, there's an Ark of the Covenant. Are y'all with me? That's where he's saying my faith is. With you, it's forgiveness of sins. Where is it? In that Ark. On that Ark. By that Ark. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The man is in the temple. He's in the Holy of Holies. And he sees his forgiveness. And guess what he sees? On top of his forgiveness, the Father. And this is beautiful. Psalm 80, verse 1. Psalm 80, verse 1. Because I know y'all got it. Psalm 80, verse 1. I want you to mark this. Let me show you a Trinitarian revelation of God here. I want you to get it. Are you there? Listen to what Psalm 80, verse 1 says. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel. Is that what Psalm 130 is asking for? Lord, hear me. You that lead Joseph like a flock. Now, who is our shepherd? Jesus. Who is our good shepherd? Jesus is. He's the shepherd of God, right? I am the good shepherd that laid down my life for the sheep. Do you believe it? Now, watch what it says here. That lead Joseph like a flock. You that dwell between the what? Where does God dwell? Between the two cherubim. Where are the cherubim? On the Ark of the Covenant. Where's the Ark of the Covenant? In the Holy of Holies, right? What's in that ark? The testimony of the person and work of Jesus. Is that right? Jesus alone kept the law, right? Jesus alone is the high priest, right? Jesus is the manna from heaven, right? That testimony is the person and work of Christ. And on top of that mercy seat is what? Blood. Blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no what? That priest knows where his forgiveness is, does he? He knows, where his, he knows his forgiveness is in the Father, and it's through the what? It's in the Father, and it's what? Through the what? Stay now, stay here. Watch this imperative show you another glorious truth. In verse 1, notice what it says. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you that lead Joseph like a flock, you that dwell between the cherubim, do what? Shine forth! Shine forth! Make manifest the glory of Christ. Show us the glory of the incarnate, crucified Savior of the world. Shine forth the splendor of your glory in the atoning work of Christ and let us see it. Here we have a picture of the Trinitarian glory of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Do you see it? Stay with me, ladies and gentlemen. The Shekinah glory, which is not a Hebrew term. That's a Talmudic term. The glory of the Holy of Holies is always the work of the third person, 
bringing you to the second person who brings you to the first. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? When the psalmist is saying in verse 3, there is forgiveness with you that you might be worshipped, he is saying, Lord, I have always known that you forgive sins. You have always showed us as priests that it's done through a sacrifice. It's done through your son. It's done by blood. Is that brother not tethered in his faith? And see, a lot of Christians today are not even as tethered as the Old Testament saints. Go back to my text. I want to finish now. Psalm 130, verse 4. But there is forgiveness with you, O God, that you might be what? Worshipped, adored, reverenced, loved, thanked, appreciated for all you have done in anchoring my soul to Jesus in heaven. Got it? See, see if our worship is not God-centered, if it's not Christ-glorifying, and if it's not Spirit-aided, you don't see Jesus. You don't see him. And while you don't see Jesus, hear me now, you can't know the power of forgiveness. Got it? You can't know the power of forgiveness. Now, I want you to see something with the psalmist amazingly as we begin to wrap this up for today. Whole lot I could say. First and foremost, the psalmist is not content with his circumstance. How on earth could you be content with being away from God? in trouble, discombobulated, toe up, stressing out, in the dark, because in the sea is the dark. Ain't no light there. No light whatsoever. Without foundation, without resources, without help. You ain't holding on to nobody's hands. Nobody's keeping you. You're not keeping yourself. You are messed up, and yet you're supposed to be Coram Deo in the presence of God, on the foundation of God's righteousness in Christ. You are way out of the way. Now, if you are a true believer, your soul says, help me, God. Help me, God. I am not in my calling. This is not the way it's supposed to be. I'm a child of the light, not the darkness. My foundation is Jesus Christ. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. And yet I have no foundation right now. I am so in the dark, I can't even talk to anybody. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me. Now watch this now. I want you to see what the psalmist does. I want you to see what he does. I want you to see what he does to resolve his own dilemma. He's already cried out, right? Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for what? Because see, a lot of people don't cry out to God. They come to church, they don't cry. They come to church, they don't cry. Blessed is the man that hungers and thirsts. It's a gift to cry. To cry to God is a gift. It's a gift to want God. Now you got to wait on God. You know what the psalmist is saying? I know where forgiveness is. I know who forgiveness is. I know what forgiveness does. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. Now he's going to describe, and I'm going to go through this quickly, what it means to wait. I love the way he closes. You know what he says? I'm going to wait, and I'm going to watch. <laughs> I'm going to wait, and I'm going to watch. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to watch. I'm not going to wait and go do my thing. I'm not going to wait and go get busy doing something else. I'm not going to wait and play games. I'm not going to wait and presume. 
I'm not going to wait and just kind of dilly-dally. I'm going to wait and watch. See, now when you wait and watch, you're serious about getting something. When you wait and you watch, you're serious about getting what you're waiting for because you've already put your request in. Isn't that right? Listen to how he puts it over in verse uh, 5. Put it back to verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in his word do I what? Ah, do you see him recovering? Do you see him recovering? This is why I call this part a triumphant what? A triumphant what? Faith. A triumphant faith. So you have, in verses 1 through 3, a tried faith or a troubled faith. And in point number 2, we have a, what kind of faith? A tethered faith. And in well, that's verse 5 in, in, includes that, I'm sorry. Verse 6 has a triumphant faith. Do you see it? Start back at verse 5 and walk through with me. In verse 5 it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. Do you get the sense of resolve here? Not to move? Do you see it? Not to go see the psych? Not to go talk to my mama? Or go talk to my daddy? Or go talk to my uncle? Do you get the sense of, I'm waiting on you, God? Do you get it? The resolve to stand still. And not only that, do it in your soul. You know what that means? You're not telling anybody. This is exactly what Christ meant when he says, when you pray to God, keep your mouth shut. Here's the reason why most people can't help you. Have y'all figured out? Raise your hand. Most people can't help you. Most people can't help you. But you stay on God. And he uses a very sympathetic term. He says, I am going to watch. Look at verses 6 and 7. Look at it. My soul is going to wait for the Lord more than they that what? Watch for the morning. Now, the word wait there is the word watch. He says, my soul is going to watch for God more than they that watch for the morning. Now, I want to show you two applications here. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the watchman that watched the city at night. They had four watches, right at dusk, six to nine, then nine to 12, then from 12 to three, and then from three to six in the morning. That's your Hebrew day. Are you guys hearing me? Now stay with me. Do you know that the watchman's job is to look for the welfare of the city, to make sure everything is well while people are sleeping, enemies are not coming in. Y'all with me so far? The job of the watchman is a hazardous job. It's a perilous job. Do you know why? It's nighttime. And you know what that means? He is in danger of being overtaken by thieves and robbers. He has to watch while you and I sleep. That watchman is God for us, right? The Lord never slumbers nor sleeps. And when we're asleep, he's what? Watching. Thank you, Lord. But now, don't we appreciate our police department? Yeah, we do. Because while you're sleeping, they're watching. Here's what the psalmist says. I am going to watch for the morning more than they that watch for the morning. Now, what do you mean, Pastor? Here's what this means. This is not hard. This is not some transcendent, super spiritual concept. When the morning gets here, even the policeman is happy. Do you know why? The light has come. And the light is watching over the policeman now. And what people only do in the dark can't stand a chance in the daylight. Your police officers can't wait until the morning comes so that when the light comes, 
everybody's exposed. It's even their security. What the psalmist is saying is, I'm going to wait until my darkness passes and the light shines again. Isn't that Psalm 30, verses 1 through 5? What does it say? Sorrow comes in the night, but what comes in the morning? Joy, Psalms 30, verse 5. Pull out that verse 5. Here it is. For his anger endures but a what? what? And in his favor is what? Weeping may endure for a what? But what comes in the morning? All right, so now watch this. You know, churches have been shouting and rejoicing over this for the longest. And it's right. But you need to know why. So for the watchman, it's because once the light comes, he's safe too. He periled his life for you. Now he's safe too. There's another analogy uh, uh, that's coupled with this point that you got to get. It's the night of sickness. And long ago, people who took care of sick folk would do what, what, what we call night watch. You know what that means? You sit by the bed of the afflicted person all night long. Now the doctor has given them medicine and we are now hoping for healing. Are y'all hearing me? The old school saints know what I'm talking about, don't y'all? Well, we watched all night long. We sat at the bed and we prayed and we read, right? And we were hoping for healing. And wasn't there something beautiful about the dawn and the sun rising and coming in on the day? Y'all remember that? That's the idea, listen now, of maybe that person made it through the night and healing would begin. And this is why, pull it up, Malachi chapter 4. Malachi tells us in the book of Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, concerning the Lord Jesus, and you've heard it before. Here it is. But unto, you, unto those that fear your name shall the Son of righteousness arise with what? With what? Healing in his wings. And what's the metaphor? The sun coming up. The sun coming up. The resurrection of Christ from the dead being the grounds by which your sins are forgiven and your soul is healed and you now are walking in a new day. You now are able to go forth in newness of life. Do you guys see the metaphor? Have you ever been in a dark night and then the day came and you sensed the weight of your sins being removed and God allowing you to move forward? That is the picture that's going on here. And going back now to close with the psalmist, here's the way he closes out. And I love what he does in Psalm 130. Here's how he closes in verse 7 and 8. Are you there? Let Israel hope in the Lord. Do you see it? For with the Lord there is what? And with him what? Plenteous redemption. Child of God, listen. God has plenty redemption for your soul. God ain't going to never, ever go broke. He never, ever is going to, you know, you got to wait until I make some more money. When Christ died on the tree, he purchased our eternity so that he has gotten by his victory on the cross, the riches of his grace and the riches of his grace are yours in Christ. They're minds in Christ. They're our brother and our sister who is afflicted. Let them know that Christ has redeemed us producing the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And if they're God's riches, you never ever have to worry about God saying no. But you will have to learn how to do what? Wait. 
wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Amen. Studying God's Word that we might show ourselves approved, that we might come to a deeper love and understanding of God's amazing love for us in Jesus Christ. This has been Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We are always delighted and grateful that you take a few moments to spend with us, that we might, again, study to show ourselves approved. And as we leave you today, we would also leave you with an invitation to join us for worship in person. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Pastor Jessica Stand and Grace Bible Church of Hayward, please consider this a formal invitation to spend Sundays with us. 11 a.m. is the worship service, 10 a.m. if you would like to join us for Sunday school. And don't forget, Friday evenings at 8 p.m., we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word with brothers and sisters in Christ from a variety of churches all over the Bay Area. That's at 8 p.m. Friday evenings. For directions and more information, simply stop by our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Or give us a call, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're looking for a copy of today's program, you can either contact us by phone or mail. Send $5 and we'll get a CD out to you. Or stop by grace-bible.com and download the audio file for free. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. 94541 is our zip code. And one final note as we conclude our time together today. We're able to come to you daily here on KFAX because of friendships and partnerships with people such as you who see the value of this ministry. Now, while it is free to listen to, for us, there is a cost, and we are a listener-supported ministry. No matter the size of your gift, it's greatly appreciated. So would you take a moment and pray about it and then contact us with your gift today? 510-886-9782 is our phone number, or write to us, 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.